Hey, Matt, are you subscribed to the Weekend Primer podcast? No, what is that? It's the weekly podcast that you and I do every week on Wednesday mornings to let people know what's going on in the weekend in Door County. That sounds like a great idea for a podcast. Well, why don't you subscribe to it? All you have to do is grab your phone and pick out whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Apple Music, Pocket Cast, or Spotify, or, or wherever you get your podcasts, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse Podcast and click subscribe. Wow, that's so easy. I could do it. Then every week you're going to get two episodes of the Door County Pulse podcast delivered straight to your inbox. And then all you have to do is click on it and listen. I'm going to go do that right now. Cool. And sounds like a great idea, Matt. I'll see you in the podcast this week, Andrew. Matthew, a little birdie told me that you're a huge nerd. Am I? Who's who's telling you these lies? I think you told me that the day we met. Yeah, that's true. Well, I remember we had a nice lunch, and I said, "Hey, Andrew, I'm a nerd." And uh, you were you were surprised to hear that I also am a huge nerd. And uh, luckily for us, it's like the nerd weekend in Door County. Yeah. So why don't we get into that? All right. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm Matthew Marcon, and this is your weekend primer. On Friday, you can stop by the Algoma Public Library for a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Party. Two controllers are available, but feel free to bring your own. Matthew, I wanted so badly to host my own Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Party the day I got the game. Yeah. But I worked. Yeah, you were saying for the longest time about how you were going to rent out the Crest Center and throw a, a Smash Party. I still might. I might host the sequel to this Friday Smash Brothers Party. You like Super Smash Brothers. Tell I, me tell me about your experience with Smash Bros. This new one or just in general? In general. In general. Okay, so I've never been a Nintendo fella. Um, I've always, I've played Super Smash in like college when like other people would bring over their systems, etc. Um, but now that I own a Switch, this is my first time getting into Super Smash Bros. myself and actually getting the game and playing it. And I love it. Maybe it's we so should much back fun. up. Maybe we should back up for people who don't have any idea what it is we're talking about. That's at a good all. idea. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is a video game for the Nintendo Switch, and in Algoma this weekend, everybody's going to be playing it together. Right. It's a competitive fighting party game where you play as classic Nintendo characters like, like Mario, Mario and Donkey Kong and. Princess Peach. Right, but then also other great gaming icons like Sonic the Hedgehog and Pac-Man and Simon Belmont from Castlevania and all sorts of characters. So right. it's, this, it's this really great fun time. I first played the original on the N64 when I was very, very young with my best friend who lived down the street. Uh, then I got the second installment in the series, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and kind of like played through my formative years on that. Um, got the third installment, Brawl, in the high school, like right out of middle school into high school kind of range. And then Super Smash Bros. 4 came out while I was in college. So that's probably the one that I played the most, mm -hmm. maybe outside of the second one. Um, and when I was in college, I got really competitive. A bunch of my friends that played actually went to tournaments and played Super Smash Brothers. And if you don't know, the tournament scene surrounding Super Smash Brothers is just as big, if not bigger, than most other competitive fighting game tournaments. Right. People go and win you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in prize money competing in these games. And I played competitively. So I know that, that you are a more casual player. And you Very like much playing so. With items on and just having a uh, good time. No, I, will, I don't say I like playing with items on. 
Um, but it's it's no fun playing against you. No fun. That is a sentiment that I've heard many times throughout my life. Um, I was lucky that I got a couple of competitive friends in college who actually enjoyed playing at a high level. Uh, but a lot of my friends throughout my life have been not so competitive. Yeah. And they don't enjoy playing with me as much. But as I said, you know, items, no items. You can play with items and all sorts of crazy things that make the game more random and fun and turn it into a big kind of party game mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. and a bunch of friends can sit down and just have a blast watching all this wacky stuff happen. Right. Or you can tailor the experience to be more competitive, to get rid of all those random elements and just play something that is very serious and very one-on-one -on -one competitive, which is more how I like to play. Yeah, and it's, like I said, it's no fun. I, I played against you once or twice, and I'm never going to do it again. I don't think I'll be able to make it to this because I think you said it's from three to five. From three to five. So I won't, I won't be able to make it to this one. I, I would love to be able to go to a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Party, but uh, maybe it's for the best because I might be the best player in Door County. I might be. Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. I'm Whoa. saying it on the podcast because if you think that you're Whoa. really good at Super Smash Brothers, you should hit me up because I would love to find other people who play. Um but maybe I shouldn't go because I'm expecting to get there and it'll be a bunch of like tweens who are all right. just having a great time and I'm going to sit down and be I like, would love to see that. I would love to see all of these little kids just go home crying because you just beat them so badly. I would, we would play on teams and I would have them all team up against me. <laughs> That's how I have a lot of friends who like I'll play with two friends at a time and both of them are more casual players of the game and I'll have them both team up against me and try to beat them one on two. Right. Which is always really fun. Um, maybe not for them. Maybe it's demoralizing for them, but it's fun oh, for me. Definitely. Also on Friday is Rock, the fifth grade musical at Southern Door Auditorium, celebrating the history of rock and roll. I've never heard of rock. Me neither. Well, I mean, I've heard of rock music, but I haven't heard of the rock, rock the musical. musical. Right. It's, this is um, interesting because rock and roll has a big history. So I'm wondering what all these fifth graders can do. Well, I'm assuming that rock is a musical review, meaning that it is just taking a genre or musical reviews take genres or artists or different things and they just take a bunch of like songs from it and put them all together and weave a, a, a little bit of narrative in between. Right. So like um, maybe one of the better examples of this is Rock of Ages. Uh, so that just takes a bunch of classic rock kids and weaves a narrative between them. Like back to the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in a Elvis musical review oh. uh, in high school called All Shook Up. And it like, it was kind of, it was Elvis meets like West Side Story mm. in a way. Mm. Um, Who was Elvis? Uh, his name was Keith. It was, it was a community theater show in Minnesota. How were his hips? They were fine. Yeah. Yeah. He had good hips. Um, but All Shook Up is a really cool Elvis musical review that has like a narrative about class and race in mm. it, um, which is great, kind of juxtaposed against Elvis songs. Um, now, are we sure that this is rock, a musical about rock and roll and not rock, the musical biography of Dwayne The Rock Johnson? You, you never can be too sure. Um, that's a tough task to live up to, though. To try and to, for someone to try and play the rock, yeah, you got to be a real big kid, a real big kid, and you and you have to have the eyebrows. You have to have the eyebrow stare and smolder that that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has, or else it's just it's just don't even try. You know, we jest about you know being a big kid to play the rock, but the rock was a big kid. He was huge. Like, if, if you've ever seen pictures of him when he was like 15 years old, 
He's yeah. massive. He yeah. looks like, like right out of middle school, middle school, he looked like a full grown male. Well, yeah. And he, I mean, he played college football. I mean, he was, he's big. He's mm-hmm. a big dude, big Samoan man. But what, what has to be in this musical for history of rock and roll? Um, well, I, okay. So you got to start at the beginning, probably have some Buddy Holly in there. Okay. Um, definitely touch on Elvis. Sure. Elvis yeah. is going to be in there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Maybe the Beatles. Probably some Beatles. I would say their early stuff is definitely rock. Sure. And then I wonder how far it goes. Is it a, is it a comprehensive history? Right. Like, do is rock even available? Like, is Taylor Swift going to be in there? Does Taylor Swift even rock? I think she rocks. Like, personally, she rocks. But is that rock? I, I don't know. I don't know if they get beyond the 80s. I okay. would guess that they probably... But 90s. I mean, 90s got some jams. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be included in, like, a musical review of rock music. Hmm. I would say it's probably heavily 60s and 70s, maybe some 80s. But then it's like, are they going to, is Journey going to be in there? Mm. I'd love to see fifth graders sing Journey. Yeah, that's a tough one for them. Walk through a party in a county jail. So I looked up Rock the Musical, and uh, I can't find it. I can just find, (laughs) all I can find is Rock, School of Rock. So, great movie. This could be an original composition that's cool by the southern door community do you think the fifth graders made it themselves yes i think they wrote all the songs too cool so then that could be more contemporary songs if the fifth graders wrote it between 2000 and now a history of rock and roll so matthew we opened this podcast with a little bit of of nerdiness just a little bit we have some more like i said this is going to be like the weekend of of nerds (laughs) <laughs> on Saturday is Gaming for a Cause at Otherworld's Books and More in Sturgeon Bay. Celebrate one year of business with 12 hours of board games and family fun. Other activities include painting miniatures and playing Warhammer with a special demo. You can learn how to create a D&D character and enjoy a silent auction and bake sale. It wouldn't be Door County without that silent every, auction and bake sale. Every single event needs to have at least one, a silent auction, two, a bake sale, or three, fireworks. Right. Those are all kind of the Door County event staples. Or a parade. Uh, So this event is going to benefit Door County Charities, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of cool stuff to do. Have you been to Otherworld before? I've been in I've been in a couple times. It's a pretty cool place. It's not some it's not like a typical store up in Door County, which is cool. Right. And which by what I mean by that is they sell comic books. Nowhere else sells comic books. And that's a big thing for you. Yes. Because you have to go down to Green Bay to get your comic right. books. And that's a pain. So this event, they they touched on a couple of things. So playing Warhammer and painting miniatures. Have you ever played a tabletop RPG? Uh, uh, no. Okay. I, when I was very young, played a game, and I think it was called Heroescape, maybe. It was basically a board game with, like, plastic octagons that you would clip together to make terrain and then it had little miniature figures that you'd, you know, pop around the, the space and have them fight. It was like baby's first tabletop RPG is what okay. it was. All right. Um, but Warhammer is kind of like the granddaddy of all tabletop RPGs. So a tabletop RPG or a tabletop board game is like any other board game like Monopoly or Clue or anything like that, uh-huh. except uh, the board isn't a flat surface with things drawn on it. It's like an actual like diorama with mm. elevation and trees and all sorts of stuff. And you play with miniatures and you move them around the board and have them fight. So it's like risk. Yes, it's like risk, but more involved. So imagine if instead of having tokens in risk, you had 
like actual armies mm. that you would move around and like you have like one of the tropes of tabletop games is that you have to get down eye level with the miniature to see what it can see and if you can see the opponent's miniature with your miniature's field of view then you can actually attack them that's cool so stuff like that um and miniature painting is really involved and really cool because miniatures are very small they're I mean, they're miniature well right right they're i i'd say Standard height for a miniature is probably three inches, maybe oh. in that zone. And people like make incredible works of art out of these things. Like the painting techniques that people use on miniatures are incredible. I'm trying to think of another like touchstone that a lot of people have for, for tabletop games. Well, I'm really good at Monopoly and I'm really good at Clue. This is, like I said, a little more advanced. It's like, sure. it's but, like, the but they also said board games, 12 hours of board games and family fun. So that's what I'm touching right. on. So that's going to be there too. Right. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of casuals sitting in the corner yeah. playing Monopoly with you. Right. And then I'm going to be over with the mega nerds playing well, Warhammer. Well, what about this? What if I bring my own Spider Man Monopoly? You, that, okay, we could play that. I thought that you were going to bring uh, Spider-Man hero clicks that you bought. Oh. And those were going to be your miniatures. Sure, well, I can, I can do that too, but no. Um, Spider-Man Monopoly. So the other thing that they mentioned in the copy here is they're going to teach you how to create a D&D character. Yeah. Which is probably the most complicated part of playing D&D. And once you get past that, playing D&D is actually just fun. We should you. make one right now. Make a D&D &D character right now yeah, on the on podcast. The spot. Let's okay. do it. Have you ever played D&D &D before? No. Great. Then you're going to create the character. All right. Uh, luckily for you, I actually just started playing D&D &D for the first time oh. about a month ago. Oh. So I, I, I meet weekly with a bunch of my friends. Um, and Where was it, my invite? We invited you. You just never came. <laughs> Must have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah, we did send physical invites right. to everybody. Um, okay. So what's your race, Matt? Um, what do I have to choose from? Uh, you've got all your standard fantasy races like humans, elves, orcs, tieflings, which are like half human, half demons. Can I start with a human who, who has been like transformed by some special incident? Sure. Okay, we'll do that. The The best part about D&D is it's all kind of in your imagination. There's the player's handbook, which kind of leads you through the rules. But I mean, as long as your DM is up for it and a DM is your dungeon master, they're the person who kind of curates the game for you and creates the story that you're embarking on. Uh -huh. As long as they're up for it, you can kind of do whatever you want. Okay, so I'll do that. I'll have a, I'll be a human who has been transformed or given his special abilities by some sort of freak accident. Okay. Uh, and then what is your class? So your class would be like your job. Um, so you've got a bunch of different choices from like warrior to paladin to cleric to rogue or stealthy person, wizard, warlock. I would say it's a mixture of both. So I think I want to be like a fighter. I want to be really good at fighting, um, but I'm also pretty good at stealth because I can sneak around pretty easily. Um, but I also run as like a photojournalist okay. kind of thing. Yeah, all right. And uh, so I guess the last big part of character creation that's important is uh, your backstory. Uh -huh. So you're you're a human who's been mutated and you're kind of multi-classing. So, so what's, your, what's your origin story? Okay, so... And this is and this is right off the top of my head. Right. Um, right. Of course. So I think right off the bat uh, from New York. Um, OK. Uh, contemporary. And that's fine. Right. You, you don't have to play Dungeons and Dragons in like a medieval or fantasy setting. OK. So, OK. So well, you're creating yeah. more of a. Well, of he a, could he could have been uh, transported somewhere. I mean, so he gets all of his 
abilities, and then by some means he gets transported into into the past, this, into sure. the past. So into whatever realm right. you're playing. So he's from he's from uh, New York, probably I would say which borough? Probably Queens. Okay, specific. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else about it? one day he uh he's on a um I don't know a, a science field trip. Okay. So Good. he's he's pro- he's younger. He's probably uh, I don't know a junior in high school. Okay. Good. Okay. The specificity is um, good. Yeah. Um so he's on a field trip with his his science class and they're at this big science facility and they're they're doing uh, genetic research on spiders. Okay. Cool. And one gets loose. Oh, and that's where his powers come from. Right. And Matthew, so, you've done it. I you've have. created I've, Spider-Man again. That's a great name. <laughs> he can spin webs any size. And catch thieves, just like flies. Right. Like a Spider-Man. Like a Spider-Man. Look it out. all makes sense. I mean, when you put it in, in context. You had no idea where I was going with that. So, Spider-Man aside, uh, D&D is a really fun game. If you've never played it before, it's really easy to play. All you need is a group of friends and uh, one of the friends who's better at telling stories than all of the other friends. And, and apparently an invite. Well, yeah, that would, that would yeah. also work too. Um, I'm excited about events like that. I mean, young people, like events oriented towards young people... And that is not to say that that these are all for young people, sure. but events oriented towards young people, especially events that have to do with like more nerd stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I use nerd not in an offensive no, or derogatory way. We are way both at all. nerds. I, I am a self proclaimed nerd. Exactly, me too. But stuff that caters to that, like video games and and board games mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff, comic books, all that is. I mean, that's totally in my wheelhouse and that's the stuff that I love for to sure. do like with my friends and there aren't a lot of opportunities to do them up here unless you're just like hanging out with your friends and doing stuff right so seeing more stuff like this is cool it's always nice seeing events where where you can get nerds to come together what, what would you call a, a gathering of nerds oh wow you know like a flock of seagulls a flock of seagulls or a murder of crows I think a murder of geeks a murder of nerds yeah a murder of nerds I, I think a party of nerds works because oh. in like Role-playing games, you form a party. A gathering of nerds. Like Magic the Gathering. Like Magic the Gathering. Okay. A nerd herd. An assembly of nerds. That's like an Avengers thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. On Saturday night is the Winter Candle Night Ski at Whitefish Dunes State Park. Join the friends of Whitefish Dunes and enjoy this annual Winter Candle Night event. Separate trails are available for skiers and hikers. The shelter features a warming fire along with hot beverages, popcorn, and baked goods. Have you gone on the candlelight ski before? I seem to remember you talking about it. No, this was um this was actually something that Miles brought up for one of his thirty four things to do in winter. Oh, that's um, right. I had actually never heard about this until Miles told me about it. So I've seen I haven't been on one, but I've seen a lot of footage of the candlelight skis before. It's, and it's cool. really cool. It's yeah. really pretty. Uh, it's a great thing for couples to do because it's kind of romantic. Oh, for sure. Basically, and and there's probably a lot more to it than what I understand. But but basically, they take the trails and they put candles all along the trail, so you can go and you. I think you ski kind of towards sunset or in that zone once mm-hmm. it gets darker, and it's just really. Uh, romantic and the ambiance is really atmospheric and it's just it's a really cool ski um or hike i mean right i was just gonna i was just gonna say you don't have to be a skier you can also just go and and walk the grounds and it's still um whitefish dunes is a great park and so it's a great little hike especially like you were saying at night it's very romantic with the sunset and the candles and all this kind of stuff it's it sounds like a really really cool event 
And finally, on Saturday night is the Fireside Coffee House concert at the Door Community Auditorium, featuring Seth Raditz with musical guests Mark Raditz and Austin Raditz, Mary Beth Matson, and more. Advanced registration is recommended. This is going to be a whole Raditz party. Yeah, the whole Raditz family is just coming out to the Door Community Auditorium. I went to school with Seth. Oh, for real? Yeah. So he's around our age? Yes. Nice. Yeah, he's a he is a cool dude. He was cool back in high school. He's cool. He's probably still cool now. Do you know what kind of music they play? He is very um like folk, not not so much folk, but very like singer songwriter acoustic kind of stuff. Um, his his stuff is really good. He just released an album recently, uh, if I remember correctly. And he's he's always he's always loved even back in high school. He was tons of music stuff and he'd be playing it, you know, open mics and things like that. So seeing him have like his own big concert at the Door Community Auditorium is really awesome. And the Fireside Concert Series is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but these concerts aren't performed on the stage. They're actually performed in a separate area of the auditorium called like the the Fireside Lounge. So it's basically the lobby outside with the cool like stone right. uh Maybe it's a fireplace, I think, the, right. like a, a stone facade that's there. And I think it's all performed there. So it's a much more intimate concert venue than being on the stage. Which is perfect for Seth's kind of music. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I could be wrong. That's just what I remember from years ago. Um, but if, if that's the case, then it, if you've gone to see shows at DCA before, but have never seen a fireside concert, totally like different. It's just a big a change vibe. of pace. Yeah. Diff- different vibe. Uh, really intimate. It's, it's the same kind of feeling, I think, that you get when you go to a coffee house with live music, except more uh, one-on-one participation. I mean, you're you're sitting there and listening, and it's right kind of in front of you. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably more focused than a coffee house, because at coffee house, you got people, you know, drinking their coffee and not really wanting anything to do with music sometimes. But this is, you know, people are obviously going because they want to see and listen to the music. Right. And see Seth's flowing, beautiful hair. He has very long, beautiful hair. Yeah. Or just see Seth and be like, hey, it's me, Matt. Do you remember me? Well, I think that that'll just about do it for us this week. Matt, where am I going to find you this weekend? You're going to find me, since I can go to the Super Smash Brothers party, I'm going to go. You're going to cut out of work early to go down there? Mm-hmm. I'm going to whip up on some teens. Actually, I'm not. They're probably going to whip up on me because I'm terrible at this game. If I could make it to the Smash Brothers party, I would. But again, I'm nervous that I'd get there and it would all be a bunch of tweens. And I, I wouldn't want to make them cry. You've made me cry. I know. That's the other thing. I don't have to have a Smash Brothers party. Me and you can just play. No, I'm never playing with you again. Anyway, but maybe I'll stop by Gaming for a Cause as well. Create my super cool uh, Dungeons and Dragons character. Yeah. Super original. Are you going to copyright that character that you made? I should. It sounds like a great idea. Make him super relatable because he's so young and he's going through the same problems that young people go through. It's a great idea. Does he have a name yet? Yeah. Spider-Man. No, I meant like, because that's his alter ego. Oh, well, it has to have... Alliteration. Oh, it's important. Um, oh, Matthew Marcon. Oh, done. He did it. Yeah. Is that the secret reason why you love comic books? It could because be. your name is alliterative? It could be. We've finally cracked the case. You, what's your superhero alter ego? I don't know. Boy, man. You'll have to find out. All the powers of a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but in the body of a man. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you down there, Matt. Thanks again, as always, and I will see you again next week. Have a good one, Andrew. If you're looking for more things to do this weekend, 
check out the events calendar at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday throughout Door County. Don't forget to subscribe to Door County Podcasts for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. You can find us on DoorCountyPulse.com, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye.